90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City, Community Radio. Streaming online at www.kkfi.org. The views and opinions of this program are those of its host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of 90.1 FM, KKFI, Midcoast Radio Project, or its staff and volunteers. Mad story, sad story now. Still waiting for the truth to be told now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It won't be long now. now. Won't be long. Heard the news, heard your rivers all run dry. And on TV, I see missiles in your sky. Word is out. Mercenaries coming in thousands Oh, 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 I see Miss 
Community Radio. This is Urban Connections. I'm your host, Donna Morrow-Wolf. Our co-host, Karen E. Griffin, is in studio, and we are joined by our guest today, virtually, uh, Mr. Byron Stamps, um, educator, producer, here with the organization Truth in Comedy, storytelling, stand-up comedy, an art where humanity is the muse. So, uh, welcome, Byron, to Urban Connections. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much for being here with us today. We appreciate you um, for remembering, because we, we booked this a while ago, and uh, I'm glad that we've finally uh, had the day roll around and we had the opportunity to meet with you. So thank you so much for being with us here today. Uh, Byron Stamps. Now, a little bit about Byron. Bear with me, Byron. Um, Byron Stamps is a former educator and stand-up comedian who taught algebra for 11 years. That in itself is very impressive, uh, Byron. Uh, he received Teacher of the Year awards three times along the way. Byron has performed stand-up comedy since nineteen um, since two thousand nine in comedy festivals, clubs, and other venues across the country. In twenty sixteen, uh, Byron decided to focus solely on comedy. He wanted to focus on comedy that profoundly impacted and connected with individuals in a positive way. He envisioned providing a platform for individuals to discuss things they may struggle with, things that may cause pain or things that they might carry silently as they suffered. He called it Truth in Comedy. The storytelling stand-up comedy show was Byron Stamp's way of keeping a laser-like focus on his mission and his life's work is that a good uh, summary of your bio? That was, that was absolutely amazing. I, I was wondering, like, is that me you're talking about? <laughs> 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 well, you know, I read it in an article uh, about you uh, that uh, was linked to your uh, website, Truth in Comedy. So um, tell us a little bit about your inspiration, first of all for teaching for that many years, for teaching math, which is sort of um, singular, I think, in and of itself, because so many people have, uh, you know, this fear of math uh, syndrome. I, I used to have a fear of, of math, and I decided, you know, not to, so then I didn't anymore, and became an accountant, so it's, it's a mind over matter thing, I think. But talk about your, your education career, first of all, a little bit. I think for me, like as far as getting into education, 
um, like when I started when I started college, I, I wanted to get into like engineering, um, and like really getting into engineering. Only only thing like when I was in high school, like I really didn't have any direction of like what I really wanted to do, and I was just kind of told like like engineers make a lot of money, so I was like I want to make a lot of money. Let me go, you know, do engineering. I had good math scores mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then I started like this co-op program in college where we would like work in engineering for a semester. And then we go to school for a semester on and off for like three semesters, three, four semesters. And I was in Alabama and I really didn't like the job that I was doing engineering. I was working at like a power company, like, like nine to five. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like the job, but I was so, I didn't know anybody out there. So I started volunteering at a boys and girls club mm-hmm. and I just really like loved it. I was like, well, like I was really looking forward to getting off work and going to the boys and girls club. So that kind of just inspired me to like kind of pivot it and do the thing that I never thought I'd do, which is get into education. Because I just discovered like I really like working with young people. Um, and I just graduated and I gravitated towards education and I started teaching math at a high school in Mississippi. Um, and I, I just like, I like working with young kids. And, and then I found out like, you know, something we all know, like, for the most part, young people hate math, and I kind of like that challenge of feeling like I'm the dude coming to the party with Brussels sprouts mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how I, can, how I can, you know, make everybody get excited about Brussels sprouts at the party. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was just something I just really enjoyed doing and um, and just really gravitated to. So you must have been really, really good at making folks like Brussels sprouts and, and math because um, you were teacher of the year for three years. How, yeah, how did that work? I, I, I think for me, it was just like, I was just kind of like doing, for the most part, kind of counterintuitive what people were telling me. Like when I first started teaching, you know, people would kind of tell me like, like, don't smile, you know, in the classroom, or, you know, be serious all the time. But like, that was like opposite of my personality. I wanted to be in there having fun mm-hmm. and things like that. Because if I'm in that board, if I'm in the classroom board, you know, stale and not having a good time. I know the kids don't want to be in there. So, right. like, after I was able to, you know, lay down my ground rules and my process, processes and procedures, I wanted to, you know, have some fun in there. And that's what I did. And um, it, it worked out. Yeah, what goes around comes around. If, right. you, if you spread joy, it, it comes back, um, back, back to Ten you. Times well. Are you originally from Kansas City, Byron? No, actually, I live in Texas now, mm-hmm. um, in the Dallas area, in a city called Wiley, Texas. But I'm originally from Clarksdale, Mississippi. Okay. That's a very oh, yeah. f- uh, famous place, Clarksdale, Mississippi. Oh, uh, the blues music is, is, is crazy, you know. I, I, we're definitely known for the blues. Um, people come from all over, which, which shocks me, but, but the blues music is pretty big in Clarksdale. Yeah, it's legendary there. Isn't that where the crossroads are that, um, was it Howlin' Wolf? Who was it that was at the crossroads and sold, they sold to the devil, supposedly? I'm, I'm reaching. Oh. Okay. But uh, <laughs> they don't make me laugh, but it's definitely 61 and 49. It's, to me, it's crazy that you even know that. I'm like, wow. Like, oh, but no. yeah, that, for sure. No, 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 no. Uh, Clarksdale, Mississippi is uh, legendary for blues, and I come from folks who I was raised <laughs> on the blues, you know, so um, I yeah. know that. And KKFI, we got blues, blues. music yeah. here five days a week from 3 to 6 p.m., so we, we are exposed blues to bound. that to that, to that that culture, to that wonderful uh, culture. 
Love yeah. it. Yeah. So um, tell us about truth in comedy and your inspiration for that, if you will, please. Describe what it is, first of all. Um, truth in comedy is like a mashup of storytelling, stand-up comedy, and art. Um, we have like three people from the Kansas City community, and they'll come out and they'll tell a story from their life. Like a lot of times people ask me, like, what do I need to talk about? What's the subject? And I, and I always say, like, I just want you to be you. Like, just give us a story from your life. I want you to give us you unfiltered. Like, don't worry about any judgment. Just give us a story from your life where you're willing to be open, honest, and vulnerable. Give us some real stuff. And um, each storyteller is paired with a comedian who has the task of taking that story that's been told on stage and performing a set inspired by that story. So they'll get the stories in advance and have time to work on it. Well, they'll perform a set. They'll do some comedy inspired by the story. And then at the end of the night, there's an artist who's created some artwork and each of the three pieces that that artist has created is inspired by one of the stories as well. So, and they'll come up and talk about, you know, their inspiration and process for what they created. So it's a, it's a lot about just human connection, being able to find humor and the things we go through in life and just coming together and um, just having an experience together. It's got me wondering how people can be willing to be so vulnerable, first of all, that individual who comes up first and tells the story about their life, mm-hmm. um, how do you get people to be willing to do that, and, and what is their motivation for doing that? I think a lot of, pe- a lot of people are a lot more willing than we typically would think. Like, a lot of people really want to share. Um, and talk about things that they that they carry in silence. And for me, I always come at them and tell them, you know, we're gonna honor your story. And it's gonna be nothing but a loving environment in the room for you. And I think that also like there's no there's no recordings or cameras in the room. You can tell like it's happening in this moment, in this room. This this is gonna go down in this room and this is where it stays. Wow. Um and I think people really appreciate that and they're willing to kind of put themselves out there because it's, go- it's going to be in a loving environment and everybody in the room is going to have their back. But it feels like it's in a nice, comfortable, safe space. Would that be fair to say, Brian Byron? Absolutely. Like that's one of the that's one of, that's pretty really big for me being being able to have it somewhere where you feel comfortable. Um, you're not worried about being judged, what people think, and um, pretty much everybody in the room got your back and is there for you to support you. Right. Um, it's been times where people have been kind of concerned about, you know, what people are going to think, you know, about my story. But then they're always surprised to find out, like, hey, that was this many people came to me after the show to tell me they relate or they said these positive things to me. Um, so that environment, to me, is extremely important. Yeah. It's I want to do it now. For, you oh, know, good. I want to do it. I'm thinking about it, and Uh-oh. and uh, I think I would like to do that. It's just a matter of what story I would uh, <laughs> decide to share. Now, how much time do people have in advance um, before they decide to tell their story, uh, sh- and and how does that whole process work? 
So typically, people have, I'll kind of reach out to people to say maybe two or three months in advance, typically three months, and see if they're open to doing it. And if they're open to doing it, then it's just all about being able to, in, in, in a certain amount of time, be able to get your story, send it to me. Uh, we might go through some, you know, some editing and make some tweaks or whatnot so that I can send it to the comedian and the artist so they can get it done and get and they can work on their portions of the show. So I would say the process will typically start two to three months in advance and um, around, and then around four, I say four weeks before the show, the artist and the comedian, they'll have the story so they can work on their portions of the show. Okay, so you actually get a chance. You, the the life's the life teller. <laughs> what do you call that that person uh, who who tells hey. their life story? The storyteller. Yeah, okay. those are the storytellers. Okay, so the storyteller uh, gets to actually write it write it down, and there's an editing process. And do they then go on stage and read the story, or just tell it in their own words, or? Or what do you what do you suggest for them to do? I just I tell them that they can read it, um, they can glance at it, or they can do it without reading at all. Like I just I always tell them just to be comfortable with the story, um, and then to kind of just be able to make eye contact and connect with the audience as much as possible. Like if you're reading it, you don't want to be kind of just glued to the paper. Yeah. You know, you want to be comfortable. But at the end of the day, I want the storyteller to be 100% comfortable. So pretty much they got, they have free range to do whatever they feel, you know, comfortable doing, doing whether reading it, glancing at it periodically, or saying it without reading at all. Without reading at all. Byron, how, how do you approach someone to share a story with you, or how do you approach pulling in a, a comedian and an artist? What does that process look like? Or do people just point to you and say, hey, I want to be a part of this show. How, does, what do, how do you start that? I, I, like, typically, it, it, it'll come, say, one or, one or two ways. It'll either be somebody will say, they'll reach out and say, I got a story to tell. I want to tell a story. Or they'll say, I know somebody that's got a, a story, great story to tell, and they're willing to tell it. And then we'll kind of go from there. I'll connect with the person. We'll talk about what the story is, and then they send it, and we're on our way. And then when I'm doing the show in, in cities that, that I'm not necessarily familiar with, a lot of times I've got to reach out to people that I don't necessarily know. But it'll kind of always be something that, that like, I want to connect with this person because they, I feel like I want them to tell a story on the show. And I'll just reach out and say, hey, I've got this show that I'm doing, Truth and Comedy. I love to have you tell a story from your life. If you're open to it, let's talk about it. And then, you know, when somebody when they're receptive, we go through that we go through the same thing and let's talk about what your story would be. They'll send it and then we're on our way. And then as far as the comics go, typically I, I got a re- I've got a relationship and know a lot of comics. Mm-hmm. So I'll just reach out to them directly, but hey, I would love to have you on the show. Um, or sometimes a comic will recommend another comedian, and then I'll kind of, you know, reach out and see see how things are, and then I'll get them on the show as well. And uh, so our audience will know, your website is truthincomedy.com. 
Com. Truth in comedy, uh, all you know, single, the words all together. Truth in comedy. Dot com, and it says real, period, funny, period. I like that. Absolutely. I like that. It's real, <laughs> it and and real. it's and it's funny. Um. So, what about the venues? Where where do you do this, and how often do you do it? So in Kansas City, we're at the Bunker Center for the Arts, which is in the crossroads at like 1014 East 19th Street or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I try to do the shows in Kansas City like every two or three months. Like we were just recently there in March. And um, I love the Bunker. It's a nice space. Uh, got a wonderful vibe to it. It's real, it has a real intimate feel. So that's what we do our shows at in Kansas City. We try to do them every two to three months or so. Is that the same bunker where you have your studio, yes. uh, Karen E. Griffin? Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, and I do want to thank you for facilitating our conversation no with uh, Byron Stamps uh, here today. Karen's always bringing in people that she encounters who are just amazing and, and filled with uh, inspirational activities yeah. uh, such as what you're doing, uh, Byron. And, okay, so n- not in Kansas City. Where else do you perform? So the, in, Dallas, te- in Dallas, Texas, um, Salt Lake City, Utah, um, Boise, Idaho, and uh, we're starting in um, San Diego, California, and Portland, Maine this year as well. Awesome. Wow. Wow. You really expand. So when are you coming back to uh, Kansas City? So we'll be back to Kansas City actually next Saturday, May 20th. For two shows at four four p.m. and eight p.m. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And and that will be at the bunker. Absolutely. Now there was something in your on your website truthincomedy.com about a performing in um, Topeka. Is that is that current information? So we went we went we were in Topeka before the pandemic. Before the pandemic, we were in seven cities. Mm-hmm. Um, and Topeka and Lawrence were, were two of those cities as well when we were coming to Kansas City. So what kind of stories, what kind of life stories have people shared ooh. with you, with your so, audiences? Oh, right. <laughs> I, man, I've, I've been doing this show since 2017, and you name it, like, almost, like, literally, if you name it, somebody's talked about it, like, you know, from everything from addiction, you know, um, love, love loss, um, something as, as, as wild as having a, a a coworker that you thought was like a, a pothead and ended up being a neurosurgeon. Um, <laughs> Could be both. You know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Domestic violence, um, oh, like long distance love, uh, like, I, like I could go on and on about some of the amazing stories I've heard. Like, just I, like it, it runs the gamut. I've, I've heard so much and so many stories. Like I could talk about just that alone all day. And but but Byron, are you never tempted, or are you never going to compile these stories? in a book the art that's created from it what what happens what's going to happen with that oh, archive? You, you, I'm, i definitely got a book in mind 
I definitely want to do that. I've thought about that for a long time, and at some point, I want to get the ball rolling on the book. I've reached out to quite a few storytellers um, and still got a lot more to reach out to, but a book is definitely, a true to comedy book is definitely in order. Like, there's been some moments and some rooms, like, I, I can't even put in the words, you know, like, like it, there's some stories that's just, like, giving me chills, like, yeah. you know, and it, I can speak to Karen alone, like, like, you know, Karen shared a story and, like, it was, like, it was, it was, there were not a lot of dry eyes in the room, you know, um, a book, I definitely want to do a book, though, for sure. For sure. If, if I I'm can. not sure you told me, Karen, that you had shared a story. I didn't. On this venue. I did. In Truth and Comedy. And, and as he's talking about this book, um, I would have to say um, thank you, Byron. Um, I, I remember Byron, I, I saw Truth and Comedy at the Bunker Center for the Arts, and uh-huh. I was inspired. Okay. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. And Byron approached me and said, hey, would you mind sharing a story? And I'm like, sure. I'm like, nobody wants to hear my story. And of course, Byron read my story, and he was like, hey, let's let's do this story. Um, and I'm honored because Byron was the one who made enlightenment of my story, so I'm so honored. But as he's talking about this book, Byron, thank you. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Donna. Remember when, when I talked about the book that I um, had the honor of doing with nine other women, mm-hmm. and we made the national bestsellers list? Mm-hmm. It was because of Byron. So my story is in that book. Oh, I see. So okay. as he's talking about this book, I think the book will help a lot of people heal um, because we're at a healing stage right now. Is is and, that your purpose, Byron? To help people heal. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Oh, you're okay. Yeah. Is that your purpose? Oh, no, no, definitely. I, I, I feel like that that's part of, a, a, a huge part of it, um, you know, because, like, the show helped me. Um, like, when I first created the show, I, I do the comedy, <laughs> yeah. but, um, like, I was one of, I was, I told a story on the first show, and I talked about, like, the death of my mother, which it, it, I was having a hard time, and this was, like, years after she had passed, I was just, I was just having a hard time dealing with it. It was just something I never talked about. And um, telling my story that night, like, just took a huge weight off me, like, just because, uh, like, I could never, like, like, if we were right here right now talking about mothers, I'd have to, you know, leave the Zoom. Yeah. It, it was just difficult for me before, you know, telling my story. And, and, and I just, I want to provide that type of platform for people. You're doing an awesome job. Uh, the way you have it all laid out, I think, is brilliant. Um, again, for someone to have a story that's very personal to them and then to have someone do comedy because you know at the time when you're telling your story it ain't funny let's just be real it's not funny but to have someone put a twist on it and and then give a little bit of comedy and light to it it makes it better but to even have a piece of artwork attached to that brings it all together one of the shows we had a lady that was she brought chocolates and I'm thinking, wait a minute, how do you do chocolates to someone's story? So everybody got a piece of chocolate, which I thought was really amazing to do that. This was the visual artist's yes. interpretation of the story that yes. had been that had been given. Yes, and I that's have, a challenge. Let me speaking for the artist now, because yeah. Byron's like, hey, now can you do some art? Yeah, that's a challenge because you have to read. Byron, how many words is it per story? Do you know? Did you require? I don't know how many words per story, but it, they're typically three pages. Yeah. Most stories are typically about three, three to four pages. 
So for an artist to try to read three pages of three different artists is a challenge because it's not like it's in sequence. It's like you have to put your, you have to channel into the person who's telling that story that you can't even see and that you have not even had a conversation with. So to create art is a whole another ball of wax and you don't have very much time because you're trying to channel in but that's a beautiful component to have it as well and then to have the storyteller to take the piece of art with them as a good memory keeping keep a keepsake but to heal also I think is a again a beautiful concept and thank you for doing that so the so the individual gets to keep the artwork artwork that is uh, created uh we got to take a a break Brian right now please uh, stay with us during the break and uh, everybody stay with us during the break Uh, we'll come back we'll continue our conversation with uh, Byron Stamps who is um, the founder the creator of of truth in comedy and in truth and comedy uh, the the objective is healing uh, through storytelling and comedy and an art by sharing raw experiences, raw human experiences, and then that storyteller collaborating with a comedian and a visual artist to sort of create a three-dimensional retelling of of their personal stories. Brilliant idea, and thank you so much. I'm so glad that you've uh, um, came up with this idea because I think it's gonna help a lot of people. Um, Byron Stamp. So stay with us. Uh, you're tuned to 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. The program is Urban Connections, and we'll be back after these messages. Support for KKFI comes from the Kansas City Folk Festival, a free music and arts festival on Saturday, May 20th in Washington Square Park across from Crown Center. Featuring a full day of music, poetry, dance, arts, crafts, and food with multiple stages, a market, kids' activities, community organizations, and more. That's the KC Folk Fest on Saturday, May 20th from noon until 8 p.m. in Washington Square Park. Learn more about our fest and nonprofit organization at kansascityfolkfestival.org. KKFI is hiring. We are now accepting applications for a bookkeeper office administrator position at KKFI's offices at 39th and Main in Midtown, Kansas City. This is a full-time, 32 hours per week position that is responsible for supporting the administrative and financial needs of our growing organization. For more details, including required skills and how to apply, please go online to kkfi.org forward slash jobs. FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. This is Urban Connections. I'm your host, Donald Wolf. Our co-host, Karen E. Griffin, is in studio with me here at the table. And our guest joining us virtually is Byron Stamps. He's a former educator and stand-up comedian. And uh, he now heads an an organization. I keep calling it an organization. (laughs) called Truth in Comedy. It's a storytelling stand-up comedy show, and it is Byron Stamp's way of keeping focus on his mission and life's work, which is helping people heal through storytelling. Is there is there another organization like this in the country, Byron, do you know? 
I've, I've scoured, you know, for a long time before I started doing the show, and to my knowledge, there is not. You know, I can, there, there's many storytelling shows, um, many, you know, stand-up comedy is everywhere, you know, art shows everywhere, but, like, nobody, I haven't seen it brought together in this way at all. So you yourself were a comedian. Yes. For uh, <laughs> for how long were you a comedian? Um. Oh, since oh, it's way too long. I started in two thousand nine, like a, a, a while, some years. Okay. Do you still consider yourself a comedian? I do, for sure. Okay. Um, how do you? How are you deliberately? funny i'm only funny people only laugh when i'm like dead serious mm-hmm. i'll say something deadly serious right no humor intended at all and people will just go ah but to be intentionally funny how do you do that i think for me it's just a lot of like observations and just things that i witness or things that i see um, and things that I go go on in my life, and I just like, how can I say this in a funny way? And I kind of write it down, and I work on it, and practice it on stage and open mics until it's ready, you know, for a performance. You know. Who are some comedians who have influenced you? Um, I really, I really love you know all the classics. Everybody will say like Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. Um, I really like you know Dave Chappelle. Dion Cole is another art, another comedian that I really like. Um, yeah, yeah, like the Dion Coles, Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle's, um, Chris Rock is, is another one um, that, I, that, I, that I feel like you know I really really like watching and enjoying his work. Did you see his last? Uh, oh yeah, show was on Netflix. What was on Netflix? Yeah, I did. I saw that. Yeah, I, I didn't think he was. I don't. I didn't. It, it didn't feel like he was being a comedian. It felt like he was preaching. It, it yeah, felt I, like I, he. I feel, like, I feel like he had a lot to get off his chest, mm-hmm. and um, and it kind of felt like like he was trying to hold a rage in yeah. while trying to be funny. If mm-hmm. if that makes sense, you know. Yeah. But he didn't hold the rage in. He kind of <laughs> let it go. The 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 rage kind of kind of came out. Yeah, yeah. like you could have blacked out at any moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, tell us about what's upcoming for Truth in Comedy and where people can learn more about what's going on, where they can find shows and and that kind of thing. Well, you can find all the information as far as shows and things of that nature is you can find at truthincomedy.com. Um, and like I said, we'll be in Kansas City next weekend um, for two shows. And then after that, we'll be on to um, San Diego. And then in June, excuse me, in, um, in July, we'll be in um, Salt Lake City and um, Boise, Idaho. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, has, has any of this ever gone awry? Has someone ever gotten angry at the comedy that somebody has produced about their personal story? No, no, I, like surprisingly, no, no one has, you know, because like I said, when I told my story 
um, about my mother passing. Like, if the comedian would have went left and started, I feel like, making fun of the situation, like, the show would have been over immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like we, we move in furniture immediately. Um, but there, had, there, there was one time where I was like, okay, like, the way the comedian started, I was like, please don't start, like, cracking, like, making fun of the storyteller. But, like, he kind of reined it in, but it seemed like he was going to start kind of, you know, not honoring the story, mm-hmm. and everybody was kind of like, whoa, mm-hmm. but he didn't, you know, so, because I always tell all the comedians, honor the story, like, you know, if somebody just poured their heart out, you can't be up there making fun of them, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. so, we've never had one of those situations yet, knock on wood, I hope, I hope we never do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you would so, just pull the plug, you, know. you yeah. would just pull the plug. Oh, Sure. Okay, what sure. tell tell me what you mean by honor the story. Just pretty much um just all you all all they're doing is using it as inspiration, you know, um taking from it and and finding the funny and not be not you know coming at it a, 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 from a derogatory way or attacking it in any way. Um for instance like I remember one show a guy was he was talking about about um how he had a moment you know which you know strengthened his 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 religion his religion and his walk with God and the comedian that did the story I knew was an atheist mm-hmm. you know so but then I was like this not you know this not the time to be grandstanding or you know a a a a trying to, you know, win the audience, you had to do comedy, you know, and um use use his story as inspiration, mm-hmm. honor the story, and we not had a belittle or attack. And it went over well, you know. Um but but you know, just honoring story pretty much we're not attacking, we're not, you know, um being demeaning or derogatory in any way as far as as far as approaching the stories from a comedic perspective. Yeah. Byron, I know you have. There's three th- three storytellers, three comedians, one artist. What does that format look like, and what is the time limit for each one? Got you. Um, each storyteller have ten minutes to tell their story. Um, so the storyteller, each storyteller have ten minutes. The comedians have anywhere from twelve to fifteen minutes um, for their comedy. And then the artists will have about five to seven minutes to talk talk about the artwork because it's already displayed on stage at the show, and they'll be able to come up and talk about their inspiration, what they got from the stories, and their process for what they created. So you're typically looking at around, what's that, maybe a 90-minute show. I know I'm a math teacher, but I'm doing this (laughs) off the head right now. Don't, don't call me out later, but it's about a, a 90-ish minute show or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if a storyteller goes past their time limit, time limit, what do you do? Do you give them the hook? Yeah, no, do, I'm just is it a flashlight? Is it? What do, how do you pull? Man, get if, the hook? if I could be like like Apollo, if I could be like Sandman on Apollo, <laughs> I you know drag him, drag him off like that. But I'm usually at the back waving, you know, the flashlight, like yo, like. You know, because okay. if you up there, if you're supposed to be up there 10 minutes, you're up there 25 minutes, oh. you're taking time from yeah. other people on the show. Right. And it could kind of get drug out. Like, you know, people in the audience are kind of looking like, well, what's going on? This person's been up here 30 minutes, mm-hmm. you know. So I usually kind of give them the life on the back. And that's common. Like, comedians know what I'm talking about. 
or what I'm doing when I'm giving them the light. But I have to let, you know, storytellers know, like, this is this is what the light is. When you see this, just kind of know, let's kind of get to wrapping it up and um, landing the plane. Gotcha. Are there any subjects that you have uh, that you consider off limits for storytellers? I don't. Like, I, I, there's there's nothing that's all. If you've lived it, if it's a, if it's a part of your experience, you're more than welcome to share. And you know, and there's been some there's been some some stories that have been kind of, you know, tough to digest. Um, like you know, people have talked about you know being raped, but once again, that comedian um, and, and 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 to that one, like Angela Walker, who's like a she's like a Kansas City favorite when she comes up. Yeah. Like she was phenomenal in handling it and bringing the comedy to it. Mm. Um, another woman was talking about domestic violence, and she, um, the person she was with, like bit off, bit off half of her nostril. And um, but like that story, like it was, it was, it was in self defense. In self defense, they bit off attacked, attacked her. Oh. You know, and. Uh, but but it, but it was just some of the other things she talked about, you know that you know some of the things she's dealt with since then. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was pretty heavy, but like the, the the comedian did a great job of um, balancing that out with the comedy. But but there's there's no like there's no story off limits. You know whatever you want to. I've had people talk about pickleball. Like I, and at the time I knew nothing about pickleball. You know still really don't. But that, that, but the, but it was really a, 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 a beautiful story. That but I, I don't tell anybody like this is what you can, this is what you can't talk about. If you lived it, let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Karen. Oh, right. I know we're we're talking about truth and comedy in your your math teacher. So as I was looking at this, and Mandana was talking off the air, I was like, this is an algebra algebra equation. How you put all this together? So x plus y equals what? I don't. I don't remember the answer. <laughs> but it sounds like you have put it all together, and you have created. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, and it's it's please excuse and accept my story in the formula that is in to help everybody with healing. That's the x plus y is what I'm trying to get to. But but again, great idea. But are you sure you're not a, a English major too? Because no. you you're reading stories and you're editing. I, I, and that's, it, that's just something that kind of helped me over time because, you know, at first I was terrible when it came to, like, you know, going over the stories and trying to edit and, um, like, I, I just, I, I didn't know, like, what the story needed, but, like, there were some people along the way, like, um, here in Dallas in the storyteller community, like, people like Julia Cotton, um, Sydney Plant, who were some great storytellers, they kind of, kind of helped me and, 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 Help me and, and kind of let me know, like, this is what you're looking for. You need this, this, and this when you're telling a story. Um, because that's actually, that's something I struggled with early on. Like, like what does the story need? What is what is it missing? Mm-hmm. Um, it helped me a lot when it came to that. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah, you must have to give people some sort of structure, a, yeah. a, a introduction, a beginning, a middle, and an, and an end, then, you know. I think he's some a, sort of structure. I think he's a psychologist, too. I mean, uh, what is that person you go to? 
Psychologist. Yeah, I think he's a psychologist too. Because okay, the psychiatrist uses yes, drugs and he, he doesn't seem to use <laughs> drugs. <laughs> it's what? a funny drug. It's a laughing pill. A laughing pill. We're going to take another break and we come back and continue our conversation with Byron Sta- uh, Stamps, who's a teacher and a producer and a founder of Truth in Comedy. We're storytelling, stand up comedy, and art are used for healing purposes and humanity is the muse i love that phrase humanity is the muse we'll talk about that when we come back with um byron after these messages support for kkfi comes from community lending of america their community minute for may spotlights summit arts whose mission is to encourage and promote artists and visual arts in Lee Summit and the surrounding communities. Their vision is to provide opportunities for networking, education, exhibitions, and recognition for members and the community. They believe that diversity of individual expression makes for better art and a better community. Learn more about Summit Arts all this month at Community Lending of America's site, clakc.com. The 75th anniversary of the Nakba will be commemorated May 20th from 6 to 9 p.m. at the Islamic Society of Kansas City. The Nakba refers to the displacement of many Palestinians in 1948 as a result of the creation of the State of Israel. The evening will include a Middle Eastern dinner as well as recollections from local Palestinians. Tickets and information are available at cjme.org. This event is sponsored by Friends of Palestine KC. This message is a public service of KKFI. Look, I can't tell you. 90.1 <laughs> FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio, Urban Connections is a program. I'm your host, Donna Wolf. Our co host, Karen E. Griffin, is here with me in studio. And our guest is joining us virtually, Byron Stamps of Truth in Comedy, Storytelling, Stand-Up Comedy, and Art, where humanity is the muse. And Byron, can can people call in if they have a question uh, to ask you in these last uh, few minutes? Maybe I should turn Byron's uh, microphone back on. All right, the number to call, your question or comment, quickly call now, is is 816-931-5534, 816-931-KKFI. If you have a question or a comment, quickly call in for our guest. What's that um, number again, Donna? 816-931-5534 or 816-931-KKFI. Mm. If you have a question or a comment. For our guest, Byron uh, Stamps, where where humanity is the muse. Mm-hmm. I love that phrase, um, and it seems so appropriate for for what you are doing. Can you just expound on that phrase? I just like when when I said like like humanity is the muse. I just like the idea of like like real life like like what we're doing, what we're creating and and what we're using as the catalyst for for this artistic expression is pretty much just humanity. Just uh the real lives, the real experiences of the people that are willing to get on that stage mm-hmm. 
and um, be vulnerable, be honest, and and unabashedly tell their truth. And and and, and that's what we focus on: their humanity, their truth, and that's the spark for all the artistic expression that follows. Give us some of the feedback that you have received from people who have participated in this um, as storytellers, as, as, as comedians, as visual artists, and feedback that you have received from audience members that was um, profound to you. Um, I remember an audience member um, told me that that outside the show, like like he was like, I just felt like I just felt like I had a a, a, a workout, an emotional workout, but in a good way. Um, good. Like that kind of stuck out to me. He was like, I, I just just this is exactly what I needed. And and another person called it like an emotional roller coaster. She was like, I was I was you know tearing up one second and the next second I'm, I'm busting the gut laughing. Um, I've had storytellers talk about how one storyteller talked about how being able to stand up in front of that room and, and tell a story helped her take off, take a lot of the shame off of what she was going through. Um, and you know, just, uh, I'm trying to think of a comic, something the comics told me I've had comics that have, that I've known for years having to having to do comedy based on somebody's story, I got to know a lot more about them and because they were willing to be more um, vulnerable in their stand-up. And I learned things about comics that I've been on for years and hung out with for years that I never knew I had any idea of because of them doing comedy based on a story that kind of, and they related it to their lives as well. Is there a, a how big is the community of, of, of comics? How, how how would you describe the community of uh, comics? Um, I think the com- the com- com- comedian community is very is large, um, and then at the same time they're kind of like levels to it as well. Um, but then at the same time, I, I just think it's kind of like a a unique bunch of individuals that like i don't know like for some like a unique group of individuals that like to um share their perspectives and opinions on things you know and ex- and and express it in a in a in a creative way yeah. i guess it would Absolutely. be a good way to get stuff said that you couldn't just say you know, for when sure. you couch I, it in humor. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. a lot of times I talk about things that, like, I'm, I really might be going through um, or I might never, like, really say, but I can, you know, put little doses of it in my comedy and talk about it, you know. Or, or even little things that might, like, I know my son, like, he's, he gets mad at me. Like, I used to have a joke about him, like, you know, peeing on the toilet seat, which was oh, something okay. that, like, used to, like, drive me crazy. And he would like hate with me saying that in front of people, and I but and I would never say that in like regular conversation, even though I'm doing it now. Mm-hmm. But like being talking about it would just talk about, and that would let me get off like how crazy this is driving me mm-hmm. that my you know son can't stop peeing on the toilet seat. You know what I'm saying? I remember the story you shared about your daughter getting the eggplants in the text message. Yes. 
And, I, and, that, I, and, that, I, and, I, and I'm trying to figure yeah. out, like, why is she getting an eggplant? And, and then I got it. I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea, you know. So, yeah, and she, that drives her crazy as well. But, like, these are, like, true things that have happened. And uh, I had to find out the hard way what that emoji meant. What does that emoji mean, by the way? I'm emoji literate, probably. I'm going to let you bit. explain, Byron. I don't know what I can say on the air. Like, yeah. It's that bad? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How old's your daughter? <laughs> well, she's, she's 20 now. Okay. She's 20, but this happened, like, you know, when she was, like, like younger. Like, you know, I think she was, like, maybe 14, 15. Hmm. And, and I was, wow, okay, this is what this was going on. And I was way behind on my emojis back then. Okay, I'm going to have to... Karen's making gestures that have given me the, the meaning of the emoji. Okay, okay. So, listeners, if you want to look up eggplants, uh, emoji. do so. Eggplant emoji has a meaning. Well, Byron Stamps, um, we're going to have to wrap it up. Uh, thank you so much for being here today. Byron Stamps, um, you, di- you direct this. So you call yourself the director of Truth in Comedy, the founder of Truth in Comedy? Yes. I, the yeah, producer? Creator, creator, director, creator? you know, founder. I, I, I'll take it however Math I can get teacher. it. The man that makes it happen. Yes. Uh, makes Truth in Comedy happen. Uh, and Truth in Comedy will be here in Kansas City Next weekend, the weekend of the 20th, is it May 20th? At, May 20th, for two shows. For two shows at the Bunker. Give the, the bunker, bunker info, the bunker, Karen. It's, it's located at the Bunker Center of the Arts. It's off 19th and Truth, so it's 1014 East 19th Street. The Bunker City Center for oh, no. the Arts. That's correct. Here in Kansas City. Information is at Truth in Comedy. Dot com. Thank you for being our guest here today and sharing this amazing um, story. I think it's a wonderful resource mm-hmm. uh, for people. Now, of course, someone's calling, but we got to go. We got to go. Why do people wait to do that? I know. Oh, geez. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to have to go ahead and sign off or, uh, and make room for um, Brother Jay and Changing Narratives. But thank you so much for being our guest here today, um, Byron, and we wish you all the best. That's truthincomedy.com. See you in Kansas you City so next week. Thank you. Thank you. Looking forward. All righty. Thanks, Byron. Bye. Thanks. Please stay tuned, everybody, for Changing Narratives with Brother Jay.
worry about my mouth too. I used to stick every morning. You see, I know what I'm talking about. As an African man, in Asawa they use a twin stick every morning. Me? Toilet, toothpaste, toothpaste, no. Chewing stick where my forefathers teach me for Africa. 